This is the fallen angel Christopher Daniels, former TNA X Division Champion and former TNA World Tag Team Champion, and you are listening to the TNA Cross the Line Podcast. Enjoy. TNA Wrestling Cross the Line. And we're back with episode 148 of the TNA Cross the Line podcast. And this edition is the year in review. Dallas, boy, oh boy. Quite a bit has happened in 2004. As you mentioned on the last episode, the final episode of 2004, uh, this was the most episodes that we've recorded in a year, in the three years, of uh, TNA's existence. So we've got a lot of ground to cover and a lot of stuff to remember. Bob, I mean, yeah, what a year it's been, first off. I mean, it's been crazy. I mean, ups and downs, and you know, we're going to get into a lot of that. But uh, I'm just going to say it right now. I ain't going to remember everything. I'm going to miss stuff. I'm not going to have answers for all of the categories we're talking about. And it's going to be a very interesting episode because it's just like been that crazy of a year. Um, and actually, just for fun, I just thought about this right now. Why not? I, I want to read uh, the first show from 2004. I think let's kick it off. Let's relive what what we saw. Uh, basically, if you guys haven't listened to our year in review episodes in the past, what we're going to do, we got some categories um, that I believe we kind of based it on the, the PWI awards, didn't yeah. we? Yeah, pretty much. Um, and, we'll, um, you know, we don't need to really give you a rundown. We're going to we're going to go through them all. Uh, we'll also be discussing uh, every single debut that happened in 2004. Uh, I also have uh, different tournaments, match stipulations, uh, some kind of fun facts like that. Um, as well as we'll do a quick rundown of some of the TNA in, um, inclusions in the Wrestling Observer uh, Newsletter Awards, which are voted on by fans. So I think we, we you know, we got a lot of fun stuff to cover, uh, including a couple of personal favorite highlights that we'll probably end with, which I think you guys kind of already know what those probably are. Um, but yeah, let's, uh, I don't know, I figured why not? Let's, uh, let's re- relive our first show from 2004 really quick um it was uh january 7th 2004 of course we were back in the asylum cage match has this listed as pay-per-view 79 that's not the case um it's it's not pay-per-view 79 because of their numbering was wrong uh, i can actually give you the, the right number here give me give me the two seconds here we're live pal even on the fucking review show it's actually uh pay-per-view number 76 um so they're only three off at this point uh, so look at this. Let's uh, let me get the results though. Uh, so we saw Abyss and the Red Shirt Security with Kevin Northcutt and Legend uh, defeat AJ Styles and America's Most Wanted in eight minutes twelve seconds. Uh, three Life Crew, BG James, Ron Killings, and Conan was ringside. Uh, defeated Johnny Swinger and Simon Diamond to retain the tag team titles in three minutes and thirty seven seconds. Chris Vaughn defeated Kid Cash in a minute 32 seconds. Now, mind you guys, the times of these. This is not an impact show. This is a this is a fucking two-hour pay-per-view. 
Uh, the Gathering. CM Punk and Julio De Niro defeated Raven and the Sandman at 7 minutes and 22 seconds. And in the main event, it was the X Division title on the line in the Ultimate X number two match where Chris Sabin defeated Christopher Daniels, Loki, and Michael Shane uh, to uh, win the title. Michael Shane was champion at the time in 15 minutes and seven seconds. That was our very first show of 2004. On paper, pretty good. I don't think that sounds really bad at all. Uh, no, it doesn't, it doesn't sound bad. No. And if I'm looking at our stuff correctly, we both gave it a thumbs up. So we, we started off strong. And unfortunately, just uh, just a few weeks, less than 10 episodes later, we were already giving thumbs down. So, you know, things happen. Things change throughout the year. Yeah, that's right. It's okay. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Um, well, I guess I guess we can just kind of dive right into this uh, and start kind of having an open discussion about some of this stuff. I'm just going to go right down my list, which hopefully is in the same order as the list I sent back to you, Bob. Uh, which was starting off with the most shocking moment of 2004. Okay. Uh, I did write down a couple things for this. I didn't write down stuff for all of these because I was very overwhelmed and I didn't know what to write down. So I, I figured, wrote down absolutely nothing. Oh, perfect. Then this is even better. I got two things I wrote down for this as, as potential uh, uh, most shocking moments. Uh, mine, I wrote down... Uh, Chris Harrison, primetime, defeating the Naturals to win the tag team titles on September 8th. Because, well, because listen, hear me out, man. Oh, my God. Hear me out, man. Are you kidding me? Hear me out. (laughs) I didn't say this is my number one. I'm just saying it. The fact that that's even on your radar. Bob. Her most shocking moment of the year. Bob, listen, though. Is incredible to me. That's incredible. <laughs> oh my god. Well, I didn't that Did you too... really expect them to win the titles? Um, I don't no, know, but I you did not. I put it as my most shocking moment. No, I said it's one of I know. You know what's you know what's mentioned. You know what is probably the most shocking moment. Randy Savage making his debut at Victory Road. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that's pretty shocking. But Harrison so Primetime is really up there. No, it's not. Get out of here. You're a pain in the ass. I think it is shocking, first off. Uh, secondly, uh, Jeff Hardy making his debut um, is probably a pretty big one. Yep, I, I would put that over uh, your idea there. Yeah. I was trying to get some other ideas here, Bob. I went through every single show last night. Now, I only looked at the cards, so of course I don't have like... Um, I didn't have full um, exposure to the segments and everything. Um, you could say, oh, what about... Oh, no, that was 2003. Never mind. I was going to say when the gathering turned on Raven, but that was 2003. That's 2003. Yeah, uh, what else do you have? That's all I wrote down for that one. Embarrassing. How about Alex, Alex Skipper walking the cage? Uh, duh! Yeah, baby! Yeah, That's but, right! But we'll <laughs> say... You know, Elix Skipper and uh, Chris Harris winning the tag titles from the Naturals. <laughs> wait, I'm going to put that one into... No, wait, that's such a good one. I should have wrote that one down for this. Okay, so I'm switching my answer. I'm going to put my most disappointing moment as Harris in primetime defeat the Naturals. At... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, okay, you're probably right about the Skipper one, too. Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> damn you, 
I regret. I should have. I should have. So Skipper walking the cage is uh, is gotta be up there. It's uh, it's gotta be Savage like coming in. Savage coming in. Hardy coming in. Hardy coming in. Sure. Um, See, but I don't feel like Kevin Nash was like as shocking as the other two. You know what I mean? Like to me, like Kevin Nash coming in wasn't like, oh shit, here's Kevin Nash. Well, I, I think we had to put Nash and Hall together. Yeah, because I don't know. Like to, yeah, I, for me, that's just. I mean, it was no, exciting. I, I, I kind of agree with that. I don't think I was like, holy shit, Kevin Nash is. It was when, you got to think when Hardy came in, it was a very interesting time. Uh, you know, obviously, it was the second anniversary. It was really out of nowhere. And arguably one of the bigger people they brought in. Of course, they brought Sting in before, but. Um, well, how about TNA actually getting a TV deal? I mean, yeah. I think that's that's totally uh, a, a shocking thing because if from the beginning, it was like, this isn't going to work without TV. And they were, they kept saying, well, we're focusing on the pay-per-view model. And then all of a sudden, here we are, and we have a TV deal. Uh, what about leaving the asylum, moving to Orlando? Say, I mean, it kind of, I mean, that was a pretty big deal. I mean, their home base, they left their home base to essentially start a new one. Yeah. Yeah, I totally, uh, I totally agree with those. I'm trying to think of anything else that was really shocking. The thing is, like, when I was going through, I think I'm going to defend my Harrison primetime thing a little bit more. Because, like, if you go through and you just look at the matches like I was doing... Honestly, not a lot, like, was like, oh, shit, I remember when that happened. Like, that was pretty crazy. So, like, that's where I'm going to defend my my thing of, like, oh, yeah, that was kind of a, I didn't expect that to happen. I think. Like, match-wise, I'm I'm struggling finding, like, a, oh, that, like, storyline. For me, the shocking things here are, like, these big moments of, like, oh, here's a debut. Or, like you said, like, moving to, getting the, the TV deal. I would say that the Naturals actually beating AMW for the titles is pretty shocking. Yeah, I think that's a good that's a good point. I mean, because they they were at you know one point they were promoting them as being like on the bubble of being cut. The gut check stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then they won the they won the tag titles. I think that was kind of. Uh, no, that's a pretty big deal. Yeah, kind of shocking. Fucking Jarrell Clark and Mikey Betts pinning the Nationals, who were the current champions on Impact. <laughs> yeah. Just, like, stuff like that was just, like, pretty crazy. And they, I don't really think they really followed up on that, though. No, they don't. And, that, like, that kind of sucks that they didn't continue on with it. But... Yeah, that was kind of it. Oh. I mean, Mikey Betts and Jarrell Clark are a good team, but I think, like, I know, like, backstage stuff really kind of maybe hindered them because, like, Jarrell Clark not doing whatever for the finish and stuff. But I kind yeah. of think that uh, Jarrell Clark would have been better off, like, not with Mikey Bats. And maybe just, like, an X-Division guy? Yeah. I think you're probably right about that. Because we saw Mikey Bats, I think it was against Daniels. And yes. we were like, he's not ready for this. Yes. Yeah. That was right after uh, Turning Point. Yeah, so I think that kind of uh, that kind of showed me who out of the two guys maybe is like a little bit further ahead. I think that's fair. And I think that showed that Jarrell Clark was maybe a little further ahead. Yeah, I think that's a that's a really great point. Uh, well, I guess bouncing off of all this, uh, you, you're disappointed in, in Mikey Bats here, but what was your most disappointing moment from 2004? 
Um, I would maybe say. I'm going to, you know what, the, fir- the first thing that really came to mind when I saw these lists, and I maybe didn't write it down or anything, but the first thing I was, I, I would say the Chris Harris push. Oh, yeah. The failure to execute uh, the singles run there uh, in April. And when we interviewed him, you know, he thought he was going to get the title and found out like the day before that that wasn't going to happen. It also and, seemed like he was going to. Yeah, and you, and you promote uh, the cage match for probably a good three or four weeks. Let's just say a month. Like the countdown to the cage, like this whole thing. And then he's not even in the match. No, yeah, it was Styles. And then, and then Styles just, won. Right. Which I don't even, I mean, maybe that could be seen as a shocking moment. I don't think so. For me, because AJ's already beat him. AJ already beat him. Yeah. No, I totally agree with the Harris thing. That's definitely a, a good one. Um because it was. They didn't if they pulled the trigger on Harris, oh my god, it would have been one of the biggest things of the year. Yeah. And at that time, yeah. And you know, in that in that moment too, you can we could be saying right now Chris Harris is a former world champion. Whether and he, it was and he should have been. Right. Whether it was for months or a week or whatever. Like you have that right. You have that uh tight you know, that title on your name. And then you know, let's say down the line you know, let's say like, uh, let's say Maya Brown were to win the title, you could just have a throwaway match on TV and go mm-hmm. Maya Brown against Chris Harris, who is a champion. Yeah, and I think kind of looking ahead. So, spoiler alert: I do think that maybe that would have ended up potentially helping Harris um, later in his TNA career, potentially being a former champion. I mean, obviously that you know that it doesn't always help people and it doesn't always matter, but um, I, I think there's probably you could have done stuff more like that. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. Again, as we kind of you know tease the future, I don't think we would have nearly the amount of starts and stops that Harris kind of has in his singles capacity. Right. Yeah, I think it's a good point. Uh, I think another one for me, which is also ironic because it kind of bounces off the the most one of the most shocking ones, um, was Randy Savage's. Uh, we'll just say his debut. I mean, it was a. It ends up being a major letdown. His 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 first and final match in TNA and his final match of his career uh, at Turning Point was like a stinker. Well, I th- I think it's more kind of like the follow up of the debut. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. So it's yeah, no, that I, and I really mean it's like kind of the match more than anything. But you know, it, you get this tease, and he's he's actually on TV more than we expected, which is really exciting. But then you kind of just get let down. Then to come out, find out, okay, he's he's gone. We don't do anything with him. We really essentially never mention him again. And that's kind of that. And that sucks. Yeah. Um, this is, I might be off by a little bit, but were they still kind of teasing Bound for Glory for 2004 at all or no? Um, I don't think they did. So if they were, I was going to say that. But I, I feel like that wasn't. Really no, I think we I think we dropped that once because once it didn't happen, I don't think we ever heard that name again until, you know, it eventually well, I'm saying like, I don't know when because originally it was like October, right? Of 03. I think something like that. Yeah. I wonder if they even. I wonder if they were trying to like push you back to 04. But regardless, like that not happening. Yeah. In 2004. I mean, like that idea. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Maybe 
thrown in there. Um, I would, I would be willing to say, because this is considered what, what considered most disappointment. I would say, uh, kind of the in general way they've handled the Raven since two thousand three. Yeah, I think that's totally. I mean, he had like the Sabu stuff, but I think that overall, I mean, it's not like anything mind-blowing or anything, but I do sort of been enjoying the Eric Watts, Diamond Dales, Page Raven kind of thing. Of course you would be. That's like the least interesting thing on the show. Oh, no, it is not. <laughs> Name something that's more uninteresting than that. Uh, I'll say whatever they're doing with Kit Cash. I knew you were going to say that. I fucking knew it. Because what the fuck are they? I'm going to say that is also super disappointing. What the fuck are you doing with Kit Cash? The kick cash thing is because he bumped into Dustin and he's like, oh, your dad's like in power now. So that's pretty cool for you, right? Okay, that's fine. But in general, oh, I'm going to use a coconut. Okay, fucking cool. Yeah. No, fuck that stuff. It it doesn't help. It doesn't help fucking kick cash when he goes on these. uh, I know, I know. And he's just ripping on the company. Like, oh, these guys are fucking stupid. Like, of course they're going to get pushed because they're young and hot. That all being said, if Kid Cash wants to come and talk shit 20 years later, hit us up. I mean, we could probably reach out to him. He probably might talk to us about it. He has gone on record saying that he wanted to get fired. Oh, yeah, it's it's very clear. If he even really meant what he was saying at the time, he probably meant not in frustration, but he was just trying to get fired. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's fair. Sometimes you got to get a little crazy. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I don't I don't think he's that much of a rebel. Well, I like to pretend that he is because it makes it more fun. Um, but you're probably on to something there. Um, I'm trying to think of any other things that, like, really bummed me out this year. I mean, I, I could even t- say, like, oh, you know what? Fucking is super disappointing. L. Leon. <laughs> you know, well, for me, disappointment would be something you have to remember, and I would be honest with you. I know. I, I'm clicking I'm clicking on shows right now, so that's kind of... I think sure. a disappointment thing would be um, pretty recent what we've watched was uh, Monty Brown losing a title match right Oh, dude. Like, that oh was really unnecessary. Yeah. Yes, absolutely that. That's a big one. Um, I'd also argue to say that I was disappointed every time we had to watch an America's X Cup. Uh, the Britain one was fucking brutal, and I Dude, knew they all were not good. No, the last one was all right, wasn't it? They the were ladder match and stuff. Okay, that that was the World Cup. That's what? different. Oh, the, right, okay. The America's X Cup were not very good. Wasn't one of the America's X Cup we had uh, a war games on it? That was the first one, and that was uh, we did not have that in two thousand four. <laughs> oh, or though that was the Super X Cup, even that wasn't even oh, in America. Yeah, you're right. That wasn't even okay. The America one, I got him right here. The first one is when uh, Team NWA and Team Mexico fought, and there was just like a bunch of matches, and then an elimination match, and then the second one was Team Canada and and um, Team Mexico. Those ones usually had like ICP on them. Right? That one, the lat, this one I'm looking at, the second one from March 10th. Um, that was when David Young, Glenn Gilberti, and Kid Cash fought Too Tough Tony and the ICP. I gotta add a, I gotta add Too Tough Tony to my list because I think I forgot him. Too Tough Tony. Okay. 
Um, and then the third one was the really bad one, UK versus Mexico. And it was, and then that one, they had the finals of the tag team title tournament at the end, uh, which was Daniels and Loki versus Dallas and Kid Cash for the vacant titles. But that, that show was really, really brutal. Yeah, I do. Uh, this next category here, I'll be honest with you, I have absolutely nothing that comes to my mind, and that is the promo of the year. Yeah, I, I mean, those those are usually pretty tough. I mean, usually I feel like there's something that stands out. So what I'm going to say is the Dustin Rhodes promo that got cut because he was blabbering on, and we don't actually know what he said, and they told him to wrap it up. I feel like there was a, a Chris Harris promo. During his little push, during that brief, yeah, yeah. that we were like, "Oh wow, what the hell is that? What is?" He had like some good uh, emotion. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good one. I think it might have been his the second match with Jarrett, Cause, right? Because there was one in February he had. Yeah, they have a couple. I think it's yeah, because then it was yeah, because he had one in March. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure it was like going to that second. No, that's a good that's a good point because I do think there was something. Uh, I'm also gonna give a uh, honorable mention to the Kings of Wrestling promo in the beginning of Turning Point because I think it's hilarious, even though everyone really hates it. Yeah, I think it's hilarious. Which one? The one where they're sitting in the limo and they're uh, all in their Elvis outfit. That's not really a promo. I'm I gotta think of something here, man. So this is what I'm going with. More of like a vignette. I'm going to count it. It counts me. Count. I'm counting it. If you got something better than that, you let me know. Um, I know the year. Wouldn't it be horrible if we were like completely missing one? That's oh, we are. I can guarantee you we are. Um, that's kind of part of the fun of doing this, though, is because it's like... If, if we can't think of something off the top of our head, and when I was going through everything, nothing rang a bell... I didn't. I truly did not have a super memorable promo. I just didn't. Yeah, I mean, I really can't think of anything. I mean, really, I mean, if you really look at the roster, there aren't like a lot of strong promo guys. Oh, uh, that's that's a pretty fair point. I mean, really. Um, I'm sure, like... Monty Brown's a good promo, but... I mean, just in general, in yeah. General. In general, I do really like, really, anytime he gets on the microphone. So he's going to take my win. That's it. I'm saying it. He wins for me. Okay. Because every time he talks, I'm like, wait, I got to hear what he's going to say. Right. He's super entertaining. Ravens are, like, good, but he's always so weird that it's kind of like, you kind of get out more confused than you went into it. Well, he's just always rhyming. Yeah. Although I do miss the, I think you hear me knocking, I think I'm coming uh, in. Nine-tenths of possessions, nine-tenths of the law. <laughs> no, that's pretty good. I figured that this one was going to be a pretty quick category, though, because, once again, nothing really yeah. major stood out to me. Um, yeah. And even the ones I do remember, like, weren't good. Like, oh, like, Piper's Pit at Victory Road with Snuka. But, like, that wasn't good. It was just, It was just a memorable thing that they did. Uh, this next one I do think is uh, we'll have a little bit more conversation about and a little bit more fun, and that is the Rookie of the Year. 
I think I already know who I'm picking. Well, so like rookie as in like rookie for TNA. I'm going to say my pick goes for both probably, but yes, I will say rookie for TNA. Who would, who would be your rookie for TNA? Mine? Petey Williams. I mean, that's that's pretty good. His first year in TNA, and he's absolutely killed it. He wasn't there in 2003 at all? Nope. I mean, that is that is pretty good for Petey. Um, I mean, what do we... The, I don't know. I guess it's a duo. The Naturals were... They've had an appearance in all three. I know explosions they did, but... Um, they both, uh, yeah, they both have been here on pay-per-view in 2003. Andy Douglas was? Yeah, he had, um, here, I'll double check for you. Um, cause when I was going, cause it doesn't feel like he did, right? Isn't that weird? Uh, because I was like going through this stuff and he does in fact, him and, uh, Andy or him and Chase Stevens did fight America's Most Wanted on uh, October 22nd, 2003. It's their only television appearance or pay-per-view appearance in right. 2003. The restaurant explosion. Wow, that's uh, that's a bummer. Yeah, no, I guess I mean Petey Williams. Petey Williams is probably the best one that we're gonna get. I think uh, Williams is like top tier. Um, you could also, I mean, he kind of dropped off on us, but for a while Dallas was kind of on a little hot streak there with the tag team title and stuff. But you could tell. I mean, this is his first year as well. And you can tell he's, um, he's quite green at this time still. So he didn't, yeah, he's, you know, he's, he's not breaking out. He's cooled off like big time though. You're, well, that's what I mean. Whereas when Petey, was the last time that we've even seen him. I mean, kid cash was with Marco Cordova. It wasn't, Dallas wasn't even out there. That's what I'm saying. It's like, here, I'm going to pull, I'll try to grab a, I'll try to look right now and see when the last time we saw him was. Because that's one for me, whereas, like, why don't we see Dallas? Uh, the last time we actually saw him, uh, at least wrestling, was Victory Road. Really? Um, before that, it was a uh, best damn wrestling event, period. Uh, and that was, so Victory Road, obviously, November 7th. The best damn wrestling event, period, was at least filmed on, it, it aired after that. So actually, technically, that's what it is, because that aired after Victory Road. Um, but before that, we're talking September 17th, the 16th episode of Impact. Hmm. So, yeah, we've uh, definitely cooled down on him. And now, has he shown up ringside with Kikesh since those appearances? Maybe, but usually that's even listed here. So I'm talking about, like, wrestling-wise. Yeah, wrestling-wise, that's where we're at. Um, yeah, dude. So, I, I mean, you could really say any of Team Canada, just as a whole. Really, have I think been, is definitely, but PD is a, a really great uh, pick, if you ask me, and uh, someone who stands out. You know, if they ended up doing that new church thing, Lex Levette, he could have been up there in our list, man. Could have been. I don't know about that. Okay, well, I still haven't watched any of those NWA Florida matches. By the you're, mess, you're messing up. Match. You're messing up. Yeah, I probably should. I was, I was going to ask you about them. 
Um, okay, so it seems like we kind of agree on that one, which makes sense because it's freaking Petey Williams. Now, the next category is always kind of a tough one for me in general, uh, which is the Inspirational Wrestler of the Year. Okay. And now this we kind of, you know, when we when we talk about this one in the past, um, I do remember, like, Goldilocks we picked for our first one because it was, like, strong uh, female persona in this wrestling thing. She never took shit, all this kind of stuff like that. I honestly don't remember who we picked last year. I can probably pull it up, but... Uh, so this one's always tough for me. I'm always like, well, like, what what makes this, you know, category? Inspirational. So, like, I feel like a lot of times people would take inspirational as, like, an inspirational story or, you know, overcoming the odds or whatever. Yeah. Um... One of the first things that comes to mind would be Johnny B. Bad, just because, I mean, he's kind of, he had a horrible injury, uh, to, you know, towards the end of his uh, WWF run, and mm. he hadn't really done anything um, really prior to TNA. I don't know if he was having major health issues, though, before he came in here. I can double-check that. Could you say the same about DDP? Since he kind of came back from from injury and he's being like heavily featured, yeah, he could. I mean, he really retired because of his neck, uh, which is a pretty, especially at this time, like not today. If he was like anyone can come back from a neck injury, but I feel like at this time, it's like that doesn't really happen. Yeah, I think uh, I think DDP would be a pretty solid one. Those are those are some fun options I didn't really think about before. So I don't know exactly the health issues, but I mean, Mero opted not to return to WCW on a full-time basis back in 2000 because of his physical condition. Oh, wow. So it had to have been something not great. I'm going to say also Eric Watts, he lost everything this year. He lost his money. He lost his uh, fair girlfriend. And he really did everything in his power to earn that back. That is pretty funny. That one definitely seemed to me. <laughs> Inspira- is there any other inspirational guys? That's why I said Eric Watts. I'm not really fully joking about that either. The story they built. Oh, the storyline. The story. The story they built. I mean, that's like a that's pretty legit, man. Yeah, it's a tough one, man. Uh, and it, like I said, it's one that I'm not usually pretty good about. Um, thinking about because I'm always like, I don't really know. Yeah, I don't. I don't really think there's anybody. Anybody else? I mean, Sun. Maybe like Sanjay Dutt. We actually mentioned him last year. I have him in my my note from last year. Sanjay Dutt. Just, I mean, he he stood up for Sabu. Yeah, dude. He did have a pretty bad injury that he came back from his wrist or whatever. So maybe give up on that. Yeah, I think Sanjay's kind of like Amazing Red to me, where I feel like you always are pulling for him. It's like, oh man, I really want Sanjay to win. I agree with that. I, I've i always been big on Sanjay that in terms of like underappreciated, underrated. I think, that, I think that's fair. I think that's pretty good. Those are and good. Those are good picks, man. 
Yeah, if something else comes to mind for inspirational, yeah, go back to it. But yeah, uh, what about what about for the most improved? Um, I think this is this is kind of a tough one too. Uh, Do you have it for who we said last year? I can I can pull up. I, I have at least who I wrote down um, and who we discussed at least on my end. Uh, let me pull it up. Most improved. So last year, you want to know most improved? We have AJ Styles listed last year. I do. Is it most improved? Yeah. Probably because he the way he worked up the card with the title and everything. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm gonna go Elix Skipper. Oh yeah, absolutely. I feel like I said him last year too, but I just feel like it's dude. Is but watching him in just in general. Uh, oh, I got a good one. Even though they've kind of, you know, kind of been left to the wayside now. Uh, the Naturals. I was just gonna say the Naturals. Too. The Naturals, man. Um, they went from the. I mean, especially if you look at this gut check stuff, right? You go because they were they were losing a lot. They weren't heavily featured. They come back from this gut check thing. They win the titles. They have some phenomenal matches with America's Most Wanted, and even some good ones with Triple X. Um, I mean, just in general, great tag team. I think that's my pick right there. Yeah, I think that's good. I'd even, you know what, uh, who else I think, I don't know if it's more of an, uh, uh, more improved, but more interest, I feel like, was kind of brought to them. I think that kind of ties in together. Um, kind of abyss. I mean, because he broke away from this Goldilocks storyline. I don't feel like he was like, he's like held into like, this is like what he does now. Do I think he's going to improve a lot more? Yeah. But he's kind of becoming his own thing instead of like, oh, he's just like a scary guy that's with someone else. Right. No, I, think that, I think that's a good one, too. And he'll he's, only get he's better. He's kind of finally... Becoming his own... Becoming his own character. That's what I mean by that, yeah. Cool. I think those are, those are some pretty good ones. Uh, what about the comeback of the year? I think this could kind of even bounce off some of the stuff we've already discussed. I mean, you you could argue Mero, you could argue uh, Diamond Dallas Page just in general for their careers. Uh, but I got, I got another good one. It's a two part: Johnny Divine and Andy Douglas. They got stabbed. They got stabbed, that and they came in, back. That could be inspirational. Do it. They came back. Douglas missed no time. Douglas was back with a wrap leg, and he was, like, ready to go. Now, yeah. Divine, of course, had a little bit more surgery. They had to, like, sew him back together. But I think those are good, two good comebacks. Comeback of the year. I mean, that's a that's a tough one, too, though. I don't know if we had any, like, did we ha- uh No, that's not a good one. Um, do we have any, like, big injuries that then they came back and, like, did something big? Because, uh, like, J- James Storm was injured, but, like, Desire. Does she broke her back and then she came back? Do, you win, you win, Mer- Desire. Hey, come Mer- on, Mercedes Martinez broke her back in two thousand three and then she came back. Oh, that's so okay. Yeah. Duh, Desire. Wait, right? pro- that's that's the right time. Right? Yeah. Hey, wait, promo of the year. You ready? Trinity, Desire, Don West, Don West. That's it. <laughs> You know what? You know what? 
that should probably win it. Because it's it's so freaking good. As soon as you, I mean, you can just visualize the whole thing. Like Don just crawling down, Sonny Siaki playing with the kids off camera, which means that there was never kids there. And then Don Letts <laughs> is just rolling down the hill, going, "Oh God, help me!" And Sonny Siaki. Oh my God, oh my God. it was so freaking good. That's like on par hey. with the 2002 one where Skipper threw yellow paint on my yeah. in the park. Dude, that's so good. Another the park an- I mean, in front of the fucking building. Another good promo. Uh, I'm going to count it as a promo because I don't know where else it would really fit. Cookie Gate. Because it was just like ridiculous. And it's like. That's do- a shocking moment. That's a shocking thing, too. Yeah. Can't forget Cookie Gate. Uh, well, t- I mean, coming back from a broken back and getting stabbed. Do you have a better comeback than that? I don't know. Um, I, I can't think of anything. I, I mean, you got to say it for Lance, Jeff Hardy. Yeah. Out of wrestling. Out of wrestling, right. So I do think a lot of these, like, debuts and shocking moments kind of tie into these, the comebacks, because that's kind of what they are. Yeah, I just, I, I, didn't, I, wasn't, I didn't put Jeff Hardy as a shocking thing, because I remember back in 2004 as a, like a teenager, I wasn't necessarily shocked that Jeff Hardy was in TNA. I think that's a really fair point to bring up. I wasn't like, oh my god, Jeff Hardy's in TNA. I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. But I wasn't like, holy shit, he's there. Also, uh, I feel like I have to say it, though, because it's kind of what ended up tying me into watching TNA. Because my cousin called me up, dude, dude, Jeff Hardy's on this, like, new wrestling thing on whatever it was. Like, And it was like, what? Okay, alright. Then that... That would probably be a shocking moment then. If your cousin called you. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Then, then the probably, in, okay, in the general wrestling sense, that's, that probably gets a, that should be a shocking moment. Well, that's what but I mean. For me, I just wasn't, I don't know, I just wasn't shocked about it. No, I get that, definitely. And I think a lot of it for me too was, you know, back then I was, back in 2004, I was reading the dirt sheets, the wrestling news sites. So I'm sure it was reported on, at nauseam for weeks about a tease about oh Jeff Hardy might be so I was probably desensitized to it anyway. That's fair. Uh, oh wait, no, I got another comeback. Oh okay, Ken Shamrock. Oh my god. Oh my god, I forgot about Ken Shamrock coming back this year. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, and then he was beat. He's trying to beat up Don West and Mike Tanay a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow, dude, that's pretty crazy. That is quite the comeback. Yeah. For Dustin like- Dustin Rhodes. Dustin Rhodes, twice. Twice. <laughs> Those are good. Trinity just came back on our last episode, dude. We thought she was fired. And, you know she was. and that's inspirational. She, We thought she lost her job for a better job. That's right. And then she came back to the other job. Right. Um, yeah, I totally agree. Uh, this next one is a little bit harder, I think, for this year, because I feel like it's not as much as we thought, but the manager of the year. I feel like we were kind of limited on managers. Uh, it's Demore. I mean, it's probably. That's Scott Demore. Right? I mean, Mitchell. Mitchell wasn't really here, was he? Most of the year. No. Most of the year. Uh, I mean, I think Tracy, you could probably put up there. She's heavily featured, but I mean, Demore in general. You can't say no. She was. I'm saying no, because it's no. You know, wasn't uh, Tracy's that bump off the ropes? That's a, wasn't that this year? Oh, with Skip around to the oh, yeah, shit, that was dude. Oh wow, that was nuts and inspirational because I ain't taking. <laughs> oh man, that was wicked good too. I am not taking that bump. Um, yeah, I think you're right though. It, it's got to be Demore. 
Yeah, I mean, I just I don't think there's anything anybody. There's not a better manager than Scott Demore at this time. Is there? That's what I'm saying, dude. There's like none. Yeah, but like now she's kind of with Dusty, so that's gonna water that down. I mean, Trinity's technically a manager, but she doesn't do shit this year, really. She was with yeah, Gilbert and Swinger, the loser. Yeah. Um. It's gotta be Demore. It's gotta be Demore. Okay, easy enough. Uh, feud of the year. I feel like this one kind of. I don't know. There's a, there's probably a couple, but there's an obvious one to me, which might well, also, also tie into my match of the year. But. I was going to say, your obvious one is probably Triple X and AMW. Yeah, I mean, come on. Um, there's that. Uh, you could argue Hardy and Jarrett, even though I think they mm. made it a bigger deal than it was. I don't think it really held up as good. Yeah, I don't know if I would include that one. I would say Raven Sabu. Raven yeah. Sabu was pretty good. It was That's definitely too long, <laughs> but because yeah, due, was, due to yeah. injuries and stuff, not right. It got yeah, it got, it got it got stretched out. I guess you could just say Raven versus Sabu slash Dot. That yeah, I mean that's what it was. I would even. That's a good one. Going, we keep on going back and forth here. But this is what happens when you're just going off the top of your head. I would say Sanjay Dutt beating Raven was a shocking moment. Yeah, it was. That's a big one. That was pretty big. I agree with uh, that. Feud of the year. Okay, AMW, Triple X. Really you could say Har- Harris and Jarrett was really good. Harris and Jarrett, yeah, that definitely got a lot of attention. Um, AJ Kid Cash. Ooh, AJ Kid Cash was good. Um, PD and Saban was fun. I know it was shorter, but I thought it was pretty fun. Yeah, that's a little, yeah. What else? I'm trying to think. What of... are there some like really big ones that happened early oh, on? Nat- the Naturals in AMW. Naturals AMW. I mean, yeah, you can't yeah. go wrong with that. Um... Uh, Red and Sanjay Dutt had a pretty good best of three series, but I don't know if that's really like feud worthy. Yeah, I, I mean, if, this is kind of uh, an interesting one to kind of think about, but when they were doing, when we were leading into the King of the Mountain match, uh, which we will discuss momentarily, uh, AJ Styles, Killings, Raven, Harris, and Jarrett kind of had like a big five-way feud, really. What about Don Callis and Eric Watts? You you could argue. There was a lot going on that one. That was for, it seemed like for a long time. They were building up for that one pretty good. I got you know what I think I gotta start kind of getting a visual aid here. I'm, I'm literally going off the top of my head. No, but this is good because we're bouncing off each other, and we're thinking about stuff that we remember. I mean, that's kind of the the thing. And like I said, dude, I literally clicked through every single one of these shows when I was doing this. Raven and Harris had a good. One. I do. I literally just clicked that and I was looking at it. But see, that's why I'm kind of tying into the that almost the five way feud because. Bleeding up, there was some good stuff. Yeah. I think that's kind of where I'm landing for that. Well, Abyss and AJ had a bunch of matches. Oh, Abyss and AJ had a lot of good stuff, too. I mean, I'm just looking at it. I mean, they had like three stipulation matches in the bedroom. Oh, a bunch of tables matches they had together. Yeah, I think there's some good stuff there. 
I don't know if we really I don't know if we really missed any major ones. I think we kind of hit all the the strong ones. I'm feeling pretty good about those. Yeah, I don't think we're really missing. I don't think we're missing anything uh, overly glaring. I don't either. Okay, well then, uh, if something pops up, we can talk about it. But let's let's keep going here. Now we have the most popular wrestler and the most hated wrestler. We can kind of probably tie these together if we want to a little bit, but. And I, I mean, we're going to be repeating some stuff here. I mean, most popular at one point, Chris Harris. I mean, just in general, you could say. Uh, I mean, oh, AJ, yeah. AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, huge. People love him. Monty Brown. Monty Brown. I mean, they're literally chanting that he's the next world champ. We just saw it happen on Impact again. I mean, um, some big stuff there. So, okay. But like for, for you personally, most popular, who is someone that... Okay. Is- or knowing is going to be on the show. Okay, I got to. I'm excited about that. By the way, another shocking moment: Dennis Rodman appearing on Impact. That was probably. Oh wow. I'll I'll mention I'll mention too when we go through our debut list. I left off celebrities. That's fair. Uh, except one that got in the ring. We'll talk I was, about. Well, I was going to say because they're not integral to the show. Right. That's a good point though. Dennis Rodman problem was big. Um, okay. If I'm if I see someone on the show. And that's like a must-see to me. I, I hate to be like the generic person, but AJ Styles. Yeah, AJ Styles. Personally, Chris Sabin. I really, really like Chris Sabin. I've said that a lot. Um, Monty Brown's such a good one. If I like peek at a card and I'm like, oh, Monty Brown's wrestling, I do get excited. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think a handful of people could apply this. I think these are all great. I think AJ, I think AJ, Saban, Maya Brown, Harrison Storm. Yeah. Um, when I see those names on the card, man, I know it's going to be a good show. All of those guys are baby faces. So, on the heel side, I can only really think of, like, one. At this point. And it's I mean, not Raven. I was going to... Oh, I hate saying that because I really like Raven, but I, I also like feel like, at but this like point he's in time, he's kind of floating around, yeah. Yeah, he's going, he's kind of teetering. Down. So you're trying I, to think of like one heel that you can think of. Um, I have. Well, you know what? I have two now because I just looked at a different name. I got two. Okay, give them to me. Abyss. Oh, I was thinking Abyss. Yeah. And yeah. then the second one is more because of his recent like change. In like appearance, Christopher Chris Daniels. Christopher Daniels. That's a really good one. Um, I I just thought of another shocking moment, Bob. Okay. Vince Russo leaving the company. Yep. With Dusty with the vote, getting losing this power. That's a big moment. Was wasn't Vince Russo? Didn't Russo come back too? Uh, I do. Th- yes, he did. He did another comeback. Because Hogan didn't come in. Yeah, that's right. Oh, those are good. Okay, those are good for most popular. Now, what about our most hated? There's an, there's an obvious one. <laughs> yeah. Jeff, damn it, Jeff Jarrett. Um, sorry, Glenn. I was just gonna say, Glenn. Go sorry, Glenn. I whenever I see him on the show, I'm like, okay. Still, 2004. Still. Yeah. Uh, well, mo- okay, most hated. Let's interpret this two different ways. Yeah, yeah, I think that's good. Jared and Gilbert is like, oh, okay. 
Not really sure if I want to do that. Well, the thing is, I like Jarrett, but it's just like we're in his reign of terror. Right. And That's other, my problem. The other aspect we have to look at is like, oh, entertaining heel. Okay, let's do with like go away heat first, and then we can go away heat. Okay, go away heat would be Gilberti for sure. I don't know if Jared has go away heat. For no, I think he's got good heel heat. I think he has heat. I just don't know if it's like ooh. go go away. Yeah, I'm sorry. You guys can hate me if you want. I don't really care for D'Lo Brown. I'm sorry. I think that's. That's a fair statement. I'm sorry. And the man, can we not forget when he cut that heel promo, like, going home with my kids? Was you, it a heel promo, though? Wait a second. Another shocking moment. The mystery man never makes his debut. Never makes his <laughs> Oh, you know who has go away heat with Eric Watts? Eric Watts. Yeah, sorry, Eric. I'm just, I'm over that. Yeah, well, when he showed up in the at the uh, it, um, the impact zone, it was like, oh. Oh, can't got, get, we can't get away from him. I got another one. Okay. Fucking Piper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get him. Okay, that's a good one, too. Right. Yeah, Piper's rough. Um, man, who who do I... If we're talking not even... Not just the go-away heat, but, like, good heel heat. I mean, Kid Cash is always really good. He's a great heel. Kid Cash is a great heel. Kazarian and Michael Shane. I do, yeah. I do like them a lot. Yeah. The naturals. Yep. I like the naturals. Naturals. Yeah. Um, Those are really good. You know what? I don't know. I'm. Th- oh, I know who I have go away heat with. Sorry, Bob. Big Vito. I'm sorry. He's not even there anymore. I. But through the year, they were reviewing the year. Through the year. Okay. I um, when, dude, when he showed up, get off my screen. Wait, we already did most popular, right? Yeah, well, you can still mention it, yeah. Jerry yeah. Lynn. Jerry Lynn, yeah. See, but Jerry Lynn, for me, unfortunately, like, he's like a little blip of 2004 that unfortunately doesn't stand out very much to me. Well, here's the thing. Okay, I was semi-kind of joking about that, but the thing with Jerry Lynn, too, is that there, I can't pinpoint the moment. But, you know, 2002, Jerry Lynn, fucking great. 2003, Jerry Lynn, sign me up. But, and I think it had to do with an injury. But there was something in 2004 where it was like he had lost maybe a step. Yeah, it's kind of weird. The flow to the match like this didn't seem to be what it was. But I do think that was because he had like a shoulder thing. No, I think so too. But I also just think it was the way he's booked. Like unfortunately, it was just. Oh, yeah. um, I think I think Scott Demore might have uh, go away heat with me. Oh really? Already? Yeah. Yeah, I just think he's annoying. And I think like, we're going to get that where we're going to get that place for me, I think, very soon in 2005, where it's like, OK, enough of this. And I think that's kind of what happens to Team Canada in general. If people are like, holy shit, like, get, get these people away from me. Well, that's what was going on with Team Canada when they're feuding with Three Life Crew here at the end of 2004. I knew it was coming, that they were going to be, mm-hmm. you know, fighting quite a bit. I don't know if that how much more that goes into 2005. I feel like it does. And I feel like those matches happen just because the creative team is like, well, we don't know what else to do with them. So. Yeah. I think that's really a fair point. Um, I also like, I used to like uh, Apollo or El Leon, depending on how you want to look at it. Uh, and he, his little stint with D'Lo as like tag team champions was like a <clears throat> not great. 
sick. Uh, did not like that at all. Um, I feel like I have one, but I gotta make sure that it is. Other most hated people here. Um. Oh, you know what? I have most disappointment. I have another mis- uh, disappointment. Okay. It's not necessarily a moment, but Sonny Siaki. Yeah, I was just thinking that. That was disappointing. It's crazy because I was thinking about it during our final episode uh, that which just came out a couple days ago, and Siaki's in a, a match. And, like, Siaki in the impact zone versus Siaki in the asylum, very different people. Yes. Like, he... He hit his height in like early two thousand three, I think, and like with, uh, with, with early, like sex and stuff. Dem- yeah, early. Dem- yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, unfortunately, just uh, it never got better. And it and it, there's part of the booking stuff though too. I don't think it's really necessarily his fault, but it sucks. No, and you know, I think it's pretty obvious that the like management of TNA they see him as more of a X division guy, and he's like not. He's not, and. He's another guy that, you know, anytime another legend comes comes in or whatever, it just it just knocks him down even further. Yeah. Yep. So, I think that certainly doesn't help. Um, you know, his placement on the card. And I mean, he was in that random six man with AJ and Johnny, but ultimately, like, did he really do anything? Oh, right. No. Is there real focus on him. Yeah, uh, I think these are some great picks, though. These are good. Uh, the next one, Bob, is a banger. Match of the year. Now, listen, I'm going to challenge you. I think it's I think it's pretty obvious what the match of the year is. Yeah. It's the it's the six sides of steel, uh, America's Most Wanted versus Triple X at Turning Point. I mean, it is absolutely phenomenal. Arguably, I thought, one. I thought you were going to say Scott Demore against Jerry Lynn. <laughs> Don't make me start having us do a worst match of the year. <laughs> that wins. Um, I mean, it was phenomenal. Uh, one of the best cage matches of all time. Such a good feud, and it ended perfectly. Uh, that's match of the year. But what would you say could have been besides that? And I wrote down two matches. Okay. Actually, uh, I got three. You have three matches. Other ones I mean, that are contenders. The top of my head, I have no idea. Okay, well then let me give you and see if this helps. Um, I would say the um, Chris Saban, Petey Williams match from the same show was phenomenal. And unfortunately gets overlooked because of how good the, the cage match is. Uh, I just really, really thought it was a good match. Um, I wrote down the I'm hoping I got the right one written down. So if I don't, correct me. Uh, the Jeff Jarrett versus Chris Harris title match, uh, mostly because the way the crowd was into it, like I think it just helped. Like from March 17th, to yeah, that would have been the March one, yeah, because the one uh, in February was the non-title. Because the crowd was just, I mean, I just remember being like so excited about it. I don't know, action-wise, I don't know if that would be that's a the, match with that's from year type thing, but in my final one. Which I'm going to say, there's definitely. If you took out the cage match, this might be it for me. Uh, the first King of the Mountain match, June second, two thousand four. Really, I really enjoyed it, and I think it was it was such a random new idea for them. It stuck, and it ends up being a mainstay, and I think that also kind of ties into why I would 
put it, potentially put it up there. Uh, I'm sure you could argue also probably any of the Ultimate X matches. I per- I kind of left that out on purpose because uh, I usually enjoy all of them, but those are always really good. What about? Uh, I think another one that we could probably put for consideration is uh, Kid Cash AJ Styles Street Fight. Ooh yeah, that's another good feud of the year. Did you say that? Yeah. Okay, good. Making sure. Uh, yeah, that street fight was good. That's a good one. Um, what about going back and looking at my reviews here that maybe jog my memory? I feel like there was a Jerry Lynn match that. See, I don't know if there was back in two thousand four here. Could be wrong. Um, uh, I think I'm wrong. It's okay. Um, I'm a little, uh, you can't always be right, Bob, you know? Oh, that's true. What about... Oh. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. There was, like, a... You know what? For Master, Master of the Year, so tough. I mean, you could say the Naturals and AMW cage match. Yeah. That was, that was good. I think that's fair. But, I mean, again, match of the year. I mean, that's nowhere near the Triple uh, X one. So, like, match of the year, it's obvious it's the Triple X AMW cage match. But those other ones are like, hey, maybe go check it out. No, how, I... Is how I would say. No, I, I agree with that, definitely. I mean, Raven Sabu, like, that was a good match. Like, a good garbage match. Right. No, I agree with that, man. Those are good. Good options here. Um, the next one, uh, I know Bob's answer already. We got the tag team of the year, and of course Bob's going to pick three left. Uh, no. no. That would be a uh, pass. Hmm. No, it, it's obviously America's Most Wanted. Yeah, I mean, come on. Uh, I would put the Naturals in there. Naturals. If they had, if they had a stronger final three months, they may have made a push for it. But I mean, AMW, they work. I mean, Triple X, the Naturals, Team Canada. They are the team. Yeah, I mean, come on. Cash and Dallas. I mean, they, yeah, there's just plenty of good matches throughout the year. Yeah, I think that's pretty easy. We can keep that quick and short. <laughs> it's pretty obvious. And that's even with them not teaming for two or three months. Right. But Naturals, though, I think they deserve a shout. Same thing with Triple X, obviously. But... And uh, finally, Bob, our, ours, and then we can get into the, some more of the fun stuff here. Wrestler of the Year. That's so tough. That's really tough. Because, I mean, what, are people expecting to say AJ Styles? Which, I mean, I get. But when you think of 2004, like, who do you think of? Jeff Jarrett. But he's not Russell of the Year. I know. 
I know. It that's what I... So it seems so lame to be like, oh, AMW is the best tag team. Oh, roughly your AJ Styles. But like, that's kind of what the first few years is. Yeah, that's true. Right. I mean, there's not even like a strong competition for those spots, I feel like. Because, sure, you know, AJ's not. I'm like, I mean, I guess he was recently in a main event or semi main event, but. He's certainly not being presented as like the guy, which is just lunacy. But I, th- I guess 2004 would probably still be AJ. So you'd still give him the trophy and thank you for wrestling the year. Congratulations, you did it. Yeah, that's a good point. I wouldn't say Jeff Hardy because he didn't. No, you can't. AJ had a title reign, a couple of different title reigns. And I think that's pretty, yeah, that's pretty cut and dry too. Yeah, I think so. I think it's it definitely feels like a more open ended one this year than normal, where it's like that's the guy. Whereas this year, it's like that's the team. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think it's a little more tough. I don't know, but yeah, I think that we got some good options there. Well, Bob, you ready to get into some fun? Fun to wrap us up here in two thousand four. Do it. Let's uh let's actually run through the re- the observer stuff first, because um, it's gonna be pretty quick, really. I just want to do a quick rundown of what fans voted for, and I only grabbed the categories that actually related to TNA. Um, so I'll just mention. Uh, let's see. So we got the most outstanding wrestler, um, uh, and TNA made the list here. Uh, AJ Styles was voted number seventh, and uh, last year it looks like he was number seventh as well. And uh, you can count it because he wrestled here in 2004. CM Punk is number nine. For most outstanding? Yep. Wow. Uh, the feud of the year. Who was number one? Kurt? No, okay. Oh, that's a good, yeah. Uh, Chris Benoit was number one. Okay. Yeah, okay. The feud of the year, uh, we got in at number six with AMW versus Triple X. And let's see, are we in the honorable mentions? Yes, AJ Styles could cash is an honorable mention. And the number one for that would be Triple H, Michaels, and Benoit. Tag team of the year. Number two, America's Most Wanted. Number five, Christopher Daniels, Elix Skipper. And are we in anything else? Nope, so that's where we are there. Number one was Kenta and, oh God. Naomichi Marafuji. Okay, so they're the number one tag team in America. Yeah. Pretty big deal. And I think that's absolutely correct. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, We got the most improved category, and we got in on this list on number nine with Monty Brown. Uh, CM Punk was an honorable mention. I'll bring that up because he wrestled there. And number one. Whoa, whoa, whoa. CM Punk was ranked what in like most outstanding or whatever? He's number seven, I think. Seven. And then for most improved, he's honorable mention. Yeah. Okay. Uh, How does that make sense? I don't know, dude. Is Monty Brown on most outstanding? Uh, No. So you would think that if he's voted that high for most outstanding, he'd be number one for most improved because now he's outstanding. I don't know, man. Uh, number one is Randy Orton, though. Really? 
for 0-4? A Foley match? That's yeah, probably helping. That's got to be like, that's got to be what it is because right. he's on a given match and so that sucks. Um, <laughs> uh, we have the next up is the best on interviews. And we have a couple. Uh, oh, do we? No, maybe I'm wrong. Oh, no, we got a few. Okay, so we have uh, CM Punk is number five. No, of course, in TNA, it's probably not actually that. But he wrestled there, so I'm bringing it up. And then in honorable mentions, we have Raven and Scott Demore. Scott Demore. Maybe this is why we couldn't find a figure out a best promo from the year. <laughs> yeah, because there's just not that many options. Who was number one? Number one was Mick Foley. Who's number two? Ric Flair. Three. Chris Jericho. Four. JBL. Okay, yeah. See, you just look at the competition. Come on. Not yeah. even close. Right. Uh, the most charismatic uh, we got in here on an honorable mention. CM Punk. Oh, and Monty Brown. Oh, and Hector Garza. Hector Garza? Maybe he's number one. Uh, number one in this is Eddie Guerrero. Oh yeah, absolutely. Sure. So we didn't we didn't quite hit the main list on that one, but figured to mention it. Bonnie Brown, who's number ten? Number ten is Randy Orton. What? Yeah, I don't know, man. Charisma in '04. Yeah. Uh, the best technical wrestler. Big and heel. What? Okay, the best technical wrestler. Um, I'm just saying it because I I wanted to make you laugh, and he wrestled what? <laughs> One time in 2004 in TNA, and that would be number nine, Nigel McGuinness. But he wrestled in TNA, so it counts, man. Yeah, sure, it counts. Yeah. Who's, no, who's number one? Number one of that is Chris Benoit. The Bruiser Brody Memorial Award, which is the best brawler. Uh, Raven came in at number four. Number nine was Abyss. And some honorable mention, we got CM Punk is our in TNA. No Jarrett. And, no Jarrett. And number one of the best brawler is also Chris Benoit. Samoa Joe's number two, for your reference. Wow, okay. I don't know if I've ever envisioned Benoit as a brawler. And that's what I think is kind of weird, too. I mean, yeah, it's Kevin Sullivan stuff in, like, 97, but, like, 2004? Maybe I haven't watched 2004 long enough. But That's still your mess. I don't up with ever it. envision him as a fucking brawler. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I mean, okay, on, he, to me, he's a technical, like, German suplexes and, like, diving headbutts and stuff. Right. A brawler. Raven's a brawler. Right. Okay, this next one, we got quite a bit. The best flying wrestler, which is a silly title, but we have the number two slot, AJ Styles. Number three, he did appear in TNA, Jack Evans. Uh, number nine, Sanjay Dutt. Number 10, Petey Williams. And in honorable mentions, we have Chris Sabin and Juventud Guerrero. Okay, Petey Williams, I don't classify as a high flyer. He's just flying, best flying. <laughs> I don't. Oh, God. And, and number one is Rey Mysterio. Okay, Bob's, I think I I think I would take AJ over Ray. I think I probably would too. Uh, Bob's uh, Bob's favorite category is up next. The most overrated. Okay, this is we got the number two slot. Bobby That's right, Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett. Who's number one? 
Number one is Triple H. It's the, overrated. Yeah, and the voting is very close, within 200 votes. Is Triple H really overrated? I think people are just over him at this time. That's what I think. I think they're just, like, done with it. I don't think he's necessarily overrated. No. Uh, and also, in the honorable mentions, Kevin Nash was listed. <laughs> I don't know if anybody's really rating Kevin Nash. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so most underrated. We are in the number nine slot with Christopher Daniels. And in the honorable mentions, we have AJ Styles and Sanjay Dutt. Who's number one for that? Number one for that is Paul London. By, like, a significant amount of votes. As underrated. Underrated. Who are some... Name some other guys in that. Uh, Number two, Chris Jericho. Number three, RVD. Four, Christian. Five, Matt Hardy. Six, Eddie Guerrero, which is so silly because he's... Pretty high he's up a world champion. Uh, seven, Rey Mysterio. Uh, Doug Basham is number eight. <laughs> okay. Now, here's the thing about that. Oh, stop, stop it. No, 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 no. Hang on. Come on, Bob. Hang on. Hang on. Doug Basham. See, I'm glad that I've got you to, to tell me this. You laugh at Doug Basham. Okay. And realistically, for his push in WWE, sure, you can laugh at that. But... His OVW stuff as the machine Doug Basham before they had him shave his head, you were he should have probably been a top heel in WWE. Really? Yes. I'm not even I'm not even joking. It was him, uh Damaja, also known as Danny Basham, and Queen Victoria, which was Victoria. That trio in OVW, like I think it was yeah, two thousand two was very good. They were having a feud. I'm such a nerd. They were having a feud with uh, Jim Cornette, <laughs> Rob Conway, and Nick Dinsmore, also known as Eugene. That first like first half of 02, that's some good stuff. So Doug Basham, you, people can laugh okay. at it, okay, and man. they can probably be like, Bob, I can't believe you're defending this, but Doug Basham does not get enough credit, and he was a victim of bad booking and having to shave his head. Okay. I'll, I'll I'll hear you out, man. He's a good I, work. He's a good worker. Okay, I believe you. Um, th- did I tell you that? Uh, yeah, I did. That Dutton Styles are an honorable mentions of that one. Yeah, who's number nine? Oh, number nine. We have Daniels. I said that. Ten. Akio. Jimmy Yang. Oh, is that Akio? That, that's Akio's. Oh, okay. Which Next up. Is pretty accurate too. I'm surprised We're, that Jamie Noble's not on that. Uh, not in honor mention. Danny Basham is in honor mention, though. Danny Basham is. Yeah, he's the he's the next one. If there was eleven, he'd be eleven. That's crazy. Okay, here's my two thousand five. James Gibson will be on underrated. People really like him. I personally have never seen his Ring of Honor work though. I think you should just watch, and the Ring of Honor stuff is. That's what I hear people talk arguably, about a lot. Yeah, is arguably some of the, his best stuff. But I mean, you could watch Jamie Noble on Velocity in two thousand two, two thousand three. Give it a shot. He has some like, you know, I'm an, I'm like that guy that reviews Heat and Velocity from the mid. Yeah, early, yeah, of course you are. You look at the match. Shut up. You look at the match cards, and you got like Jamie Noble against Paul London, for instance, and it, and it goes eleven minutes. Like you know that's a good fucking match. You just know it. 
So I think a lot of Jamie Noble's stuff for WWE is on these on the fucking velocities. So I would hmm. say just check out that stuff, in, okay. along with his uh, his Ring of Honor or Indies for that matter. Right, right. Because he goes to FIP and he has like a thirty minute match with like CM Punk there too or something. Like that. Oh wow, interesting. Um, next up, we got the promotion of the year. Yes, we made it into the top ten list of the promotions of the year. Really, we are we are at the number eight slot. And for reference, that means we are above New Japan Pro Wrestling and IWA Mid-South. Well, I would hope that we're above IWA Mid-South. I'm just telling you. They have like 12 um, people going to their shows. How many people voted for IWA Mid-South? 70. Wow. Uh, and so That's you have like reference? Super show. Yeah, there you go. Uh, number one is uh, Noah, Crossing Noah. Number two is Ring of Honor. You want the, you just want me to keep yeah, going? Just, yeah. Right. Uh, Pride Fighting Championships, which I think is like MMA stuff, isn't it? Yeah, that's shoot fighting. Um, WWE is number four. UFC is number five. Six is CMLL, and seven is Ohio Valley Wrestling. <laughs> they lost to OVW by like more than double votes. How many votes did Impact have or TNA? One twenty-nine. And then OVW had how much? Three fifty-seven. Holy shit. I'm telling you, man, OVW has some good shit. I'm I'm glad I have the the 2002 to 2006 TV run. There you go. Because that, that shit is some good stuff. Cornette booking that too, by the way. Oh, boy. Well, for at least the majority of the run I just referenced. And Paul Heyman hmm. does like a year. Oh, nice. Uh, next up is the best weekly television show. And yeah, that's right, baby. Impact made it at the number five slot. Which is pretty cool. Now, I'll go down the list again since these are not like random names and stuff. So we have Raw as number one. Pro Wrestling Noah is number two. Ohio Valley Wrestling is three. So once again, killing it. CMLL is number four. Impact's five. SmackDown is number six. Velocity is seven. New Japan Pro Wrestling is eight. IWA Puerto Rico is number nine. And Sunday Night Heat is number ten. I love that Velocity. Is <laughs> on there. I'm telling you, man, because they have like... There's episodes of Velocity where they'll be it's like, pretty oh, fun. let's put Cruiserweights on. It was like 205, 205 Live before 205 Live. Oh, that's a good way to put it. It um, really was. And it was really good. Rookie of the Year, we have one slot here, and it's the number one slot, and it's Petey Williams. Okay. That's, that's definitely fair. No, there is no honorable mentions listed on this one, so I don't have any more of those. And half of these guys are other Japanese guys, so you won't even know who they are. Uh, best non-wrestler. So this could be managers and blah, blah, blah. Well, in our case, it is the number four slot with Scott Demore, And that's it. And he's also a wrestler. That's a good point. Uh, that's, that's all we made it. I mean, tech, well, Steamboat wasn't here in 2004, so that didn't count for us. That's because he was in Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor. Uh, number one for that is Paul Heyman, for reference. Of course. The best television announcer for, I believe, yes, the third year in a row is for us, baby. It's Mike Tanay. He's number one? He's number one. Wow. Which is pretty cool. CM Punk's on here. He uh, didn't do that in us with TNA, but he's on here. No. He's number eight. In uh, Bob's favorite is the honorable mention, Josh Matthews. I'm just kidding. Moro Ronaldo? Or Mar- 
He did announcing in 2004. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, he's always done like the shoot <laughs> button stuff. I don't know if I knew that. Uh, the worst television announcer is, uh, is I'm a little sad that we have to even bring this one up, but unfortunately, Don West is number five, which I def- I disagree highly. I think that at like in 2004, I probably would have agreed with that. But in hindsight, there's no way. Yeah, I disagree. There's no way. Um, we are even included on, well, it's unfortunately a best uh, honorable mention, but uh, the best major wrestling show. So we're not in the main list. <laughs> It's just sad. That's major. What does that mean? Uh, so, yeah. So we have, like, number one is a Tokyo Dome. So then we got WrestleMania 20. Then we got Backlash. Okay. So stuff like that. Well, Victory Road. TNA Weekly Pay-Per-View number. Uh, no, no. Victory Road is listed in the honorable mentions. But I found this one interesting because they really, even in the Observer, hyped up how Turning Point was one of the best pay-per-views of the year and all this. And it didn't even make the voting list here. Turning Point is definitely the better show. Yeah, but Victory Road's the honorable mention. Um, it, the Victory Road's on there because more people probably watched it because it's the first yeah, one. Right. But yeah, absolutely. Uh, next up, we have the best wrestling maneuver. Number one. Yes, the Canadian story. Number one by a lot. 430 votes. Second place is 65. Huh. Is the style splash on there? No, but... We do have more or less. The honorable mention appears to be the death sentence from America's Most Wanted. Okay. Um, but number 10 is The Pounce by Monty Brown. Uh, technically, he wrestled there. Jack Evans' Corkscrew 640 is number 6. And CM Punk's Pepsi Plunge, which he did not do in DNA, uh, is number 7. Wow. That's, uh, yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, this is always my favorite one. The most disgusting promotional tactic. Now, last year, I believe it was mentioned, um, at least in some way, that Owen Hart's name being brought up with Vince Russo and Piper was brought under this. Well, this year, Bob, we got in the number eight position for TNA using Lex Luger. Uh, is that because it's so close to like Elizabeth's death? I think so, yeah. Yeah, but he was in 2003, too, so just coming back and being used again is like... Yeah, but like, just because you're using him, I don't know if that's, yeah, that's like poor taste. Yeah, I don't know. What's uh? What are some other ones? Is JBL's like uh Nazi walk on there? Um, it's okay. Here we can. Or was that two thousand five? No, he's got. Well, is that what the? No, it's two thousand four. This was Eddie. Goose stepping to the WWE yeah. title. That's it. I don't know if I remember that or not. Um, number one is the Kane. Oh, uh, number one is the Kane lead a pregnancy wedding miscarriage storyline. Oh my god. Uh, number two is the WWE diva surge. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh, number three is WWE exploiting 9-11 in the Hassan angle. Uh, number five, number four is JBL. But number five is the Cena-Carlito angle playing off Bro- the Brody stabbing, which is ironically also what they think they got from the Johnny Devine-Andy Douglas stabbing. Yeah, but playing off the Brody thing, I mean, that angle was him getting stabbed in a bar, not in the shower. Right. I don't know how that... um, number six is a number six is funny. It's Triple H push all year. This is a, so him being just pushed all year is apparently yeah, disgusting. I mean, he was. Yeah. Um, number seven is killing Paul Bearer. <laughs> number nine, actually, oh, Taker, you can say it. I'm sorry, Paul. I have to do it. <laughs> 
And then he comes back like five years later. I'm not dead. Um, right? Doesn't he come back for the Kane Undertaker thing? Yeah, I think so. Uh, number nine, his ROH lying about uh, Rob Feinstein being out of the company. That directly relates to us, I guess, technically. It does. Uh, oh, that does. That's bad. And number 10 is Vince McMahon media promo in Iraq. What? <laughs> I don't know what that's referencing. Media promo in Iraq? I don't know. Probably a tribute to the troops thing or something. It has to be, but I don't know what he's talking about. I don't know. Uh, next up is the worst television show. Yes, we got on the list for the best, but we're also on, on the list for the worst. And no way. Twice. What? Impact in the number six spot and oh. Explosion in the number ten spot. Oh, fuck off. Who the hell is watching Explosion? <laughs> like, enough enough to vote, yeah. What's the what's the rating for that? What's the order no, for the worst Number show? one is SmackDown. Number two is Sunday Night Heat. Number three is New Japan. Four, AAA. Five, WWE Experience. That's not like it. Six is Impact. Uh, seven is IWA Total Impact. Eight is Raw. And nine is WWE Afterburn and then Explosion at the end. Um, that's ridiculous. That is so no. That is so dumb. Impact I has been consistently entertaining. There is no way that show should be on the worst show of the year. The only way I could think of it being on the show is because people can't think of ten shows. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. Um, next up is the worst feud. And I think we only got a couple more of these two, but worst feud, and we only actually made it twice on this. Actually, three times on this list. <laughs> um, we are in the number seven spot with Jeff Jarrett versus Jeff Hardy, the number nine slot with Eric Watts versus Goldilocks, and the number ten slot with Dusty Rhodes versus Vince Russo. Number one is the Kane versus Lita and Matt Hardy story. And Kane also gets the number two spot with him and Gene Snitsky. Right. It wasn't my fault. Jesus Christ. Um, we also uh, made it on the worst promotion list. Wow, it just keeps getting better. Yeah, and rough. we unfortunately are in the number three spot here. So we are in the list for the best and the worst promotion, which is, like, ridiculous. Number one is New Japan. Number two is Hustle. I've never even heard of Hustle. The like. worst? Yeah. New Japan was that bad in 04? Guess so, man. And WWE is number four. Uh, we, I mean, you want the whole list here too? Combat yeah, Zone Wrestling. Ahead. Combat Zone is Combat number five. Zone. Six is All Japan. Seven is World Japan. Number eight is Triple A. Number nine is Zero One, and ten is All Japan Women, which I've never even heard of. That's surprising. Combat Zone Wrestling seen as one of the worst. That's that's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, we just because I'm sure a lot of that has to do with the stigma. Yeah, what's combat or is combat famous? Right. Um, the best gimmick. Uh, we're not really on this, but once again, I kind of reference it because people are here. Um, Sam Punk is listed number five, but he doesn't really do his straight edge gimmick in TNA, so it doesn't really count. Uh, in the honorable mention, we do have uh, Ebison, who did make an appearance, a couple appearances in TNA. It's Kikotaro. Yeah. Oh. And then number, uh, another honorable mention, sorry, not number anything, but Monty Brown is also listed there. Um, and this is the last one, finally, and then we can get into the quick fun stuff to wrap us up. Uh, the worst gimmick, uh, where did we fall on this list? Oh, number six, the Kings of Wrestling. 
Uh, number okay, one, I, I, number one is Mordecai. Uh, the best gimmick, by the way, I didn't say number one. It's JBL, which is also funny because JBL. I think I did. Did I just see him on this? Oh no, he's not on this one. Okay. He's just a knockoff of Ted DiBiase. That's funny that he's the number one character. Yeah, and Mordecai's the worst. I liked Mordecai. Um, I feel like I did as a as a kid too, but what do I remember? Okay, guys, let's do this quick rundown here to wrap us all up. Uh, I'm going to power through this, Bob. Are you ready to hear? Every, well, do you, well, do you want to do stipulations first or who debuted first? I feel like the people are way longer, so we should probably just do that. Okay. They are in no particular order, and I will butcher some names. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and there are some people that I will try to mention uh that have appeared but not on TV, or it was their first in-ring appearance. So I kind of added a couple of liberties in there. Starting from the top, Balls Mahoney. Technically El Leon, even though that is Apollo, but technically the character made his character. Uh, Abismo Negro, Hector Garza, Mr. Aguila, Chad Collier, ICP, so that's two, Too Tough Tony, Terry Funk, Roderick Strong is his first uh, appearance on a weekly pay-per-view. Uh, P.D. Williams, Jack Evans, Teddy Hart, who is, I come to find out, is a piece of shit if you watch the documentary. Uh, who, is John, getting, who is getting bookings on posters that say, I don't, even want, I don't even want to go to it right now. Uh, Johnny Devine, Bobby Roode, D-Ray 3000, Ebison, who is Kikataro, uh, Kashim Bukaman, Dean Allmark, Robbie Dynamite, Frankie Sloan, James Mason. Those are all Team UK guys. Mitsu Harai Jr., uh, Raiju Hijikata, Tachi Ishikari. Those are all Team Japan guys uh, from the World Cup. Onyx. Angel, who was Angelina Love, made her debut. Technically, she made an appearance in, I think, 2003, but she was like a crowd member. They didn't say her she name. She was in the crowd with Frankie. Uh, Heavy Metal. Mensa, who was Gorgeous George. Remember that? That never happened? I do remember Talk that. about a disappointing moment. We never That's- found out. That's a shocking moment, too. Gorgeous George is here. Right. Uh, Jeff Hardy, Big Vito, Dustin Rhodes, twice. Uh, <laughs> they lose friend Mickey. Oh, my God, Mickey. I couldn't remember his <laughs> last name, but I wrote it down. Hey, Sabu, it's me, Mickey. <laughs> it's Mickey. I couldn't remember his last name, sorry. Um, Alex Shelley, uh, Miyamoto, Masada. Not not the deathmatch Masada. It was Japanese Masada. Uh, Minir Peroth, uh, Mascarina Sangrada, uh, Scott Demore, Dallas, Mikey Bats, uh, Alistair Rolfs, who is A1, who we'll see him again, uh, Lex Levette, Mike Posey made his in-ring debut. <laughs> he's, still, oh, yeah. he's technically, he's then there, but he made his in-ring debut. Rod Steele, Mike Lorinoff, who also went by the name Mark Stevens. It's Mark Lorinoff, sorry, not Mike. Uh, Sal Renaro, Antonio Banks, who's MVP. Gabriel, Bruce Steele, Nigel McGuinness, L.A. Park. Technically, La Parca did too, but it was Eric Watts, so we're not counting him. Um, Todd Sexton, Demetrius, <laughs> who I found on t- Twitter. Um, Frankie Capone, Eddie Villa, John McChesney, The Midnight Rider, <laughs> of course, Dusty Rhodes, but Dust. once again, kind of. Uh, Adam Flant, Flash. Um, there's one piece of shit whose name I will not say. I was really hoping you weren't going to say his name. So good. I literally noted not to be named. Uh, mind you, Teddy Hart's a piece of shit, but this guy's a different level, if you ask me. 
Well, I mean, what's maybe well, under actually, suspicion for murder? So I don't know. Well, okay. well, yeah. Oh, man, okay, they're both pretty bad. Yeah, but the other guy is like minors and shit. Like minors. I don't, I don't fuck with that. Anyways, uh, Brian Owen, uh, Cordell Walker, Marcus Dillon, Mike Hannigan, Brian Gamble, Luther Jackson, Jason uh, Porcaro, Eric Stevens, John Fadeo. <laughs> Uh, Nate Webb's in ring. I believe he made appearances um, as like Daniel's um, apostle guys before. Yes. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly, Scott Paper, Ruffy Silverstein. Remember him? Ruffy. Brian Cox, Tom Arnold, the only celebrity I was mentioning because he did wrestle or was involved in a match technically uh, with Puppet. Uh, Johnny B. Bad, Seth DeLay, Tony Stradlin, Spanky, uh, Parada Morgan, who's a, uh, a mini. Jacqueline, Jason Static, Justin Cage, Scotty Matthews, Matt Mayer, Vance Desmond, Brandon Thomas, Marco Cordova from the final show, J-Rock, Diamond Dallas Page, and of course, the macho man, Randy Savage. That's, uh, that's a lot. And to have more fun with that stuff, kind of going into the match division stuff, we had three America X Cup specials, one World X Cup special, two Best Dance Sports event period specials, and then NWA Taking Title Tournament. Uh, There's a couple Best of Three series uh, going on during the year. An NWA Title Mini Tournament happened. And then we had some gut check matches, the Rumble for the Rank Battle Royal, three ladder matches, the Corporal Punishment match, a deadly draw. We had three ladder matches this year? That I I might have missed some, but it missed. I that's a preface for all this. I could have missed something, but that I found three. Um, the deadly oh. draw. Oh, we've had more than three. Did we? Yeah, because Abyss and AJ had one. Oh wait, no, hold on, hold that thought because I have one written down, a different thing that written down that you might be thinking of. Okay, go on. Uh, I just I, they're not in any. I should have ordered this better. Um, okay, deadly draw, bunkhouse brawl, king of the mountain. Uh, about three Falls County were matches. There's been, I, this is definitely a type because there's, uh, actually there might be listed differently, but we had some tables matches. Uh, oh yeah. Tables matches. Then we had a two out of three tables match. The loser loses power match. We had four ultimate X matches, uh, two strap matches, or one was called a rawhide strap match, but, uh, four special referee matches, uh, two on one Singapore cane on a pole match, a guitar on a pole, the AMW Jackets ladder match, which is the is another, yeah. Uh, nightstick on a pole match, three street fights, the King of the Mountain, which, wait, did I write that twice? Yes, I did. <laughs> uh, I wrote that one twice, too. Um, it's Steel Cage, one Steel Cage, but three six sides of Steel Cage matches, including the loser must disband Steel Cage. We had the Trailer Park Trash, the Ghetto Justice match, the Ultimate Humiliation, which also then turned into the Double Jeopardy Ultimate Humiliation. We had Raven's Rules, a stretcher match between two females, which actually was pretty good. That should have been mentioned at least at some point, probably. But uh, two gaunt for the Golds. We had a Sicilian street fight, which, of course, is different than a regular street fight. The Goldilocks gets their contracts match. Uh, we had two hardcore matches, which is once again the same as street fight. Um, we had the Sonny Zanaki's contract versus Goldilocks money match. And, of course, then we had Akimo's contract versus Goldilocks money. We had the country weapon match. The Irish weapons match, which was just weapons spray-painted green. The loser gets fired match with, with David Young and Gilberti. Hangman's horror. The X Division dominance tag team battle royal. 
and which we also had another uh battle royal that was to earn the 20th spot into the x division gauntlet battle royal so those are a couple different things uh we had the monsters ball match last team standing and the serengeti survival match it's pretty fucking wild what a year it's been, Bob. And out of the year, to cap this all off, we have recorded, once again, over 120 hours of TNA talk. Um, and the reason it's a very similar, I didn't do a full count, but uh, because the Impact episodes are shorter, technically two Impacts counted, accounted for almost one whole pay-per-view. So if we just said 120 plus, we don't need to get into the dirty details. Out of every show that we have watched, 59 of them we gave a thumbs up. Four we gave in the middle and eight thumbs down, which is not too bad. That's not bad. I thought it was. Yeah. So a generally a positive year. Positive year. And actually, let me just pull it up just for fun, for reference here. In 2003, we gave 24 thumbs up, 19 in the middle, and six down. So higher up because there's more shows. Technically, there's more down, but I think honestly, most of those were some of the bad weekly shows before we really picked yeah, it up. Oh, absolutely. <sighs> Bob, what a year it's been. No, it's been not. That's crazy to think that we, we gave uh, only eight thumbs down. Yeah, and um, I think I just uh, I think one thing I want to end it with is, um, you know, a highlight for us, for me, interviewing the Wildcat Chris Harris. We've mentioned it on this. We've mentioned it quite a bit. It was really awesome uh, to the point where we didn't think it was going to happen. I mean, it was um, it just didn't seem like it was going to come to fruition. And it did. And it was freaking awesome. It was a really great time. Uh, and Harris uh, shares us around a lot, which is super appreciated. He did an intro for our show. And um, it's just really great all around. And I'm definitely excited to have him back one day to talk more about his career in TNA. And that alone was um just a huge highlight for me no absolutely i mean as i as i told when we interviewed him i was a big supporter of chris harris back in uh you know during that singles run with jeff jarrett and i really wanted him to win the title and uh you know sometimes people say you know you don't want to meet uh you know people you look up to or you know people you've enjoyed watching but chris harris is a very nice guy yeah he gives us the time to talk for like two hours or over two hours, whatever it was. Two guys nerding out about his TNA wrestling career, and he just gave us insightful answers and stuff that we never knew about. Context, yeah. like what was going on in his life or whatever. Yeah, it was super cool. That and, was, uh, and I'm hoping that uh, we aren't quite done with our our interview bonus episodes. I'm um, hoping that as we deep dive in here to 2005, we kick off this new year. You never know what's gonna happen. Uh, I definitely know that we can, uh, there's a couple that we for sure know we can get and, um, I'm hoping that will happen. Um, and that's because of some, some new friends that we've made throughout the year too. I mean, Harris, he's a friend of the show now, man. It's just, we joke about it a lot, but he, I mean, he's, ta- he tagged his friends in our posts and stuff. I mean, he's it's a friend of the show. Bill Barron's is a friend of the show. He Bill Barron's freaking awesome. Um, and, uh, we made another friend in a great connection, a Brian Turner VHS rehab. Check that out on YouTube. Uh, that was a fun connection that really Bob kind of kickstarted. He found him. And, uh, after we talked about him for a while, which was really funny. 
Yeah, as I say, I uh, I I found Brian Turner before he became a name. That's dude. You're in. You're in before you got big. Uh, really crazy. Uh, it's been a crazy year. We've got new listeners. Uh, we appreciate you all. Uh, and um, appreciate. Usually, we're gonna we're gonna have Brian on this show. We have to do something eventually. And I mean, we're gonna. And if you guys want to talk about nerd talk. I am going to nerd talk him to death about Nashville wrestling. I'm going to be sitting back and just enjoying the show when that happens. Yeah, you're going to be eating your Chipotle and having your little pink drink. Bullshit. <laughs> I'm whatever else. And, oh, uh, I'll be sitting there being like, tell me grilled. about Chris Michaels. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Stuff like that. So. Um, well, to wrap us up here, Bob, I got to get our cheap plugs in. Uh, everyone knows, hopefully by now, if you're listening to the year interview episode, you got to be a, you know, a strong supporter here. But in case you're not, in case you're new and you just didn't feel like listening to the last 100 episodes that we just put out this year or whatever it is. I don't even know, dude. It's a lot. Um, you can find us over on Twitter. That's the best place to find us, at least at this point in time. At Cross the Line TNA. You can also uh, like us on Facebook as well. At TNA Cross the Line Pod. And we're on uh, YouTube as well. Subscribe to us for we post all the episodes there as well. I know Lance is a big YouTube listen. Lance, I'm trying to keep up with the posting of the videos. Uh, you can just search Cross the Line TNA or just type in TNA Cross the Line Podcast. Uh, of course, you can go to our Pro Wrestling Tea store and grab one of those sweet logo tees or my favorite, the classic extreme uh, design, prowrestlingtees.com slash cross the line TNA. And please... Wherever you listen to us, subscribe to us, follow us on your favorite podcasting platform. Leave us a review if you can. It really helps us out. And uh, continue to uh, like our posts, share us around. Uh, I mean, really, Bob, we're really getting kickstarted here. 2005, it's going to be our best year yet. I just know it. Yeah, and and I just thought about this. Lance says that he he listens to us on YouTube because it saves the battery on his phone. Oh uh, yeah, I think that's what he said. Like Apple Pod, like current, which is, I think, pretty true. But I just thought about this: Why don't you just download the episode to your phone and then play it off of your? Bob, you know we're, I mean? Bob, we're ending such a good episode. And you're grilling one of our fans. I'm not grilling. I'm just I'm thinking this through. Like if you just download it, then then you don't have to put it on. You don't have to listen to Apple Podcast. You just listen to like the media player thing. I, I'm trying to help out, okay? That's all I'm trying to do. I'm trying to, I'm looking out for him. Oh, I'll let you guys handle that in the DMs. Um, well, as as uh, we mentioned, uh, January seventh, it's our first episode of two thousand five, and boys, it's going to be a good one. Bob, I cannot wait to get you uh, get started here. And uh, what a wrap up we did! I think we did better than I expected. I think uh, it was going to be a little tough, but we, we kind of pushed through. We remembered stuff that we forgot, and uh, we had a great time doing it. And I'm ready for another cup of coffee. Yeah, and we are going to be uh, – we're two weeks away from uh, final resolution. That's right. Which, uh, you know, the TNA pay-per-views are always fun to get to watch. Hell Especially yeah. since I've been kind of been craving to watch 2005 TNA for probably two years now. Yeah, me too. You're telling me. So uh, that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, all right. Well, that's been the year in review for 2004. And as Dallas said, we, uh, we appreciate everybody that's stuck around with us. And uh, hopefully you guys will continue on as we head into 2005. And that starts 
next week. So until then, for Dallas Gridley, I am Bob Downey Jr., and this has been the Teenage Cross Line Podcast.